Welcome to hell in a cell. How do I want to start this? Maria. Hi. We're we're back in hell. Yeah, we are. We were back last time, technically. Which was yes which last time? Um when we were watching our movie. Oh right. That you can see for free? Yeah. On the main feed? Yep. Okay then. Fair enough. Uh but we're at the bottom of hell. We went to the to the different hells. We saw some cool stuff. All of it was pretty good. Uh-huh. And now Satan has deemed it necessary to punish us for our hubris. Oh my god. No, is it cuz I stole his shoes? It's cuz I stole his shoes, isn't it? Why would you Maria? What? Why why would you steal Satan's shoes? Because he doesn't need them. He has hooves. He he still wants to look dapper, damn it. He doesn't need his shoes. Look. I'm looking. What am I looking at? Shoes. Damn it. The annual hell ball is next next week, Maria. Uh-huh. Are you going to keep them there? Yep. You gonna, Are you going to keep his shoes? Are you going to wear them to annual hell hell ball? Do you think those shoes are gonna fit me? Look at Satan, and then look at me. They're yeah, they're kind of they're bigger than you are. I'm just gonna use his shoes as a chariot. <laughs> God, <laughs> pulled by demons. Exactly. Oh my goodness! What is? <sighs> Fine, I'll take the other one then. <laughs> That's why there are two. Oh Jesus! Okay. Oh, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> Not here. You're in hell, James. I know. I know that fact very, very well. It seems like everyone is in hell right now. Mm. Coronavirus is in hell, too. Yep. Somehow. Anyway, this is Hell in a Cell. We're an animation podcast hosted by me, James. That's Maria. Hi. And, uh, oh boy. We went back to my childhood. Which has worked out in the past? Usually. I mean, yeah, for the most part. Has it? Let's see. What was the last thing? Well, you showed me Hey Arnold, and that's from your from your childhood. Right. The Hey Arnold is pretty great. Yeah. I think each of those episodes were a winner. Yep, those were pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. We did also watch Rocket Power. Oh, God. Oh. Hold on. Really? No, hold on. Hold on, James. I need it. Okay. Okay. <sighs> All right. God. It didn't even really win any awards. <laughs> or being terrible? No. No, it didn't. Because there were other things that were even more terrible. Yeah. It somehow lost the worst uh, theme song. Um, category. Yeah, I anyway. did. <laughs> it can't even suck at sucking. Yeah, can't even suck at sucking. Good job, Rock Power. Anyway, let's let's t- let's stop tap dancing around this. We watched uh, a good old Toonami Faithful. Do you remember Toonami, Maria? I do. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. The uh. Basically, everyone's introduction to anime, if you didn't grow up in the 80s and knew a video store like the one out of Mission Hill from that episode. That sounds like a weird way to discover anime, to be honest. Uh, Okay, I was, I remember, side tangent really quick, I remember going in, and this is when I was young, Uh it had to be around 10, remember going in to do a game store. Door. It was mm-hmm. not GameStop. I mm-hmm. believe. I believe it was Electronics Boutique. Do you know this store? <laughs> no, I've never heard of this. Yeah, they're not really around anymore. I think. Oh yeah, they got rebranded. I think they're all out of America now because they're EB Games in like the rest of the world. Okay. 
But back in the 90s and 2000s, there was a game store like GameStop. You know what GameStop is, right? Yes, yes. Okay, yeah, a game store like GameStop called Electronics Boutique. Uh, they cater, basically they were GameStop, but they also sold like computer shit. Okay. I, yeah, I remember going in there and there was just a, and it was, it wasn't facing like the main customer area. You know, so it was away from all the games and shit that all the little kids were going up towards. Uh Uh-huh. But if you went around, but if you went in this little corner of it, there was a whole, like, rack of anime VHS tapes. What? Yeah, and they had some weird shit on there. I don't remember what any of it was, but it looked weird to my... (laughs) My little 10-year-old brain was just like, I should not be looking at this. <laughs> there, there's not a Goku in sight. There is a very buxom lady there. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, so. That is when James went from a boy to a man. I wish. <laughs> that is basically the th- entire theme of this. this first two episodes. Yes, it was. Um, so yeah, we watched Outlaw Star. Yes, that. Yep, that is what we watched. That is a thing that we watched. So, weirdly, it was on Toonami and not on Adult Swim. Like back in the day, there were three space westerns that were running simultaneously with each other. Okay. You had Outlaw Star, mm-hmm. which was on Toonami. Mm-hmm. Then you had Cowboy Bebop, which mm-hmm. is like everyone's collective favorite anime, even though it's okay. Okay. And then you had Trigun, which also ran on Adult Swim. Okay. So the these like these have some adult themes in them. Uh-huh. You don't uh, say. Right. I mean like the least the least adult of them is like Trigun. Okay. But for some reason, it was on Adult Swim. It was pretty violent. Uh, oh, okay. I know why it was. Why. It was it was on Adult Swim because it had a lot of religious imagery. Ah, uh, okay. But yeah, this uh, this uh, had some a lot of star had some adult themes, but they cut all that shit out for the tsunami release. Right, right. That makes sense. But it's just weird that they didn't run it on a uh, Adult Swim. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah. Uh, that is kind of weird. Maybe mm-hmm. because they already had, like, the PG version. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, back in those days, like, you, uh, the, the anime boom was going on, so, like, they, they just, like, bought everything they could that seemed popular. Right. I mean, like, fucking uh, four kids bought... Um, One Piece. Uh huh. Without without even realizing that there's a lot of, not like it's it's pretty cartoony because it's for teenagers, right? Mostly, but it's got a lot of violence in it that they censored. It's got a lot. It's got a character that smokes constantly in it, so they had to edit that out. Amazing. There's some there's some sex, a lot of sex jokes in there actually. Of course, of course. So, yeah, back back in the day, like they did not know what they were doing. <laughs> like, well, they like Dragon Ball Z, you know, massive mega hit as it was. Mm-hmm. You know, blew open the door for anime. Right. Back in the nineties, and you know, don't be disputing me. Yes, it did. <laughs> you can. You can all thank Dragon Ball fucking Z, no matter how much you hate it. God damn it. <laughs> and then that all the show anime. was terrible. <laughs> don't at me. <laughs> I don't care it's, what you think. It's pretty bad, but it's fun. I guess so. I don't, like, I never actually caught on to it because every time my brother would be watching it, they were, I could, all I could hear was two Men screaming at each other. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, that's basically the show in a nutshell. Yeah, so... No interest from my end. 
Anyway, we watched Outlaw Stars season one, episode one, and season one, episode two. Uh, the f- episode one is called Outlaw World. Oh God, what's happening? Everything's going off at once. Damn you, Corona! You've infected my phone. That's not how it works. Yeah, I know. Uh, this episode was directed by. Uh, Takashi Serizawa, and the series director was Mitsuru Honga, Hongo, uh, and it was written by Katsuhiko Chiba, and the original manga was written by Takahiko Ito. Okay. And since there's only one difference in the cast, uh, episode two was, uh, oh yeah, and the original release date was... The 15th of January, 2001. And episode two, season one, episode two, The Star of Desire. Original release date, the 16th of January, 2001. And the only difference is that the director was Nayoshi Kusaka. There we go. I don't know if those were the accurate uh, release dates. They might be the American ones. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find the original ones, so. All right, Maria. Yeah, hello. It's my turn, isn't it? I mean, we don't really do that anymore, but you can, I know. You yeah. can start it off. Yeah, I start off the summary, and then we kind of talk in the middle. Okay. So uh, we start off in space. Space! Yeah, with some, like, three random people, like, in a weird chamber thing, which we assume is, like, in a spaceship, trying mm-hmm. to catch someone else who's in a spaceship. Mm-hmm. Um, and this person is, like, all shrouded in, in shadow, and we don't know who they are. Um, and they fight back. But essentially, they're all trying to get to a... These two people do two groups, I guess. Two parties are trying to get to... <laughs> A, a treasure and um one one of them we find out later are space pirates uh are trying to get this other woman who we don't know who she is but she um jumps away i guess yep yeah she jumps out away from them like space jumps um and finds herself in well somewhere and then we cut to <laughs> a bar as usual. Um, <laughs> it's a space western. There's got to be a bar. Yeah, as, as, most, as most things start, most stories start, this one also starts at a bar. And um, this grizzly old man, like this grizzly, like rough looking man, like walks into the bar and is looking for um, G- someone named Gene Starwind because Gene killed his brother. Yep. And um, in the corner, the bar is pretty much empty. And in the corner, there's a few people playing with cards. And uh, this gris- this grizzly man, like, grills the, um, the barkeep until eventually one of the people sitting in the back of the table gets up. And we find out that that person is Gene. And um, he shoots the grizzly man and whose name was, what was his name? It doesn't matter. He dies in a few seconds. Yeah, he dies a few seconds later, so it doesn't really matter. But basically, um, Gene shoots this um, the stranger. He doesn't die. Then they find out he's a cyborg. And then um, his friend Jim, uh, who's like a kid, tells mm-hmm. him what the weakness is of the, of the android, and they kill him. I'd say he's more of a teenager, but he's short. Sure. Short teenager. Um, <laughs> anyway, he yeah. basically helps Gene out to kill the thing by giving him crucial information about where to stab him. Um, exposition, exposition, what? exposition readily. Oh, God. <laughs> and then this this barmaid that's like sitting with them comes up to him and gives him a hug and he's like holding her butt. Yup. Which is weird. <laughs> Yep. This was supposed to be a kid's show. It was edited to be a kid's show. This was edited to be a kid's show. 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was weird. Um, and then immediately after that, Jean is like in in a brothel. Yup. Like uh, what? Do you remember what it was called? No, what was it called? Club Temptation. Oh my god. Oh yeah, the this <laughs> this hooker is given exposition too. Yeah, she's like talk sweet talking to him with like the weird like sultry voice, and is like, no, just just that's not just why no. he's here. Like, clear- no one wants exposition from a prostitute, <laughs> <laughs> especially if she's not going to be there like ten seconds later. Oh, she's gone from the plot. Exactly. No one wants exposition from a random prostitute just walking by. Just no. Yeah. Unless you're you unless you're like using her. Unless you're um integrating her into the p- plot line for something important. No. <laughs> That's just lazy. Anyway. Yes. So in within like a span of 30 seconds, we see him grab someone's butt hang out with a naked prostitute, and then wake up with a poster of a naked lady in his room. Within a span of 30 (laughs) seconds. Oh, God. There was so much editing done. Oh, oh, there was so you know what I just remembered, Maria. Uh-huh. Just remembered uh-huh. they had to cut out an entire episode of this show. Really? Yes. Do you know why? Because there were too many naked ladies. Do you know why there were too many naked ladies? Because they were having an orgy. I probably. I've only seen this episode once before, back uh-huh. in the day, uh, on YouTube. Ooh. When you had to watch it in three parts. Oh no. Really searching for that for that hidden content, weren't you, James? <laughs> it was a lost episode about Lost Star. I had to go and find. Anyway, they went to a hot springs planet. Oh no. Yep. Is that oh, Yeah, it's yeah, it's really yeah. I almost sound like a broken record at this point. You do. Like, oh, come on. Yeah. Here's the problem, though. They they go to this hot spring planet and they get a very special uh, bullet. So, but in the TV version, they just get it. They're just like, we got a thing. I see. (laughs) Yes. Ugh. Anyway. Right. What were we talking about? Ugh. Anyway. So, yeah, Gene wakes up and um, is with his friend Jim, um, and they both apparently run, like, a repair comp- repair shop thing. Um, slash bodyguard sl- shop slash bounty hunting business. Apparently. Slash, slash relationship advice. Yeah, <laughs> apparently they help repair things and or relationships. I don't know how. Yeah, how? <laughs> I, I bet you, I bet you, like, 50 bucks that Gene's the one that fucked up that relationship in the first place. <laughs> That's how they get their business, Maria. He fucks up the relationship, and then Jim comes in and saves it by kicking Gene in the balls. Oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway, so Gene is right. a douchebag, and Jim is kind of okay in the start, but he also is a douchebag. Anyway. Yeah. Um, we, yeah, so they get a call from this Rachel lady who's, like, a blonde chick. Um, she, like, calls them up and uh, needs, says that she needs repair parts and, um, needs a bodyguard. And they're like, yeah, okay, sure, whatever. Um, I know, strapping young man. Uh (laughs) She forgot to mention she also has sunglasses. Yes, yes, she also has sunglasses. She ha- she's blonde and has sunglasses. Anyway, oh, none of this matters later on. Um, <laughs> Jean goes, uh, goes and meets Rachel, and they run into some weird-looking robots? Question mark? 
alien robot uh, thingy or jiggers. They could be cyborgs as well. They did have human eyes. I don't think it's ever really established. Yeah, they're, they're just robots. weird, like weird contortionist looking robot things. Yeah. Um, and Gene fights them off. They're pretty neat though. Yeah, no, they're pretty. I really like them. Um, I think they're probably my more favorite part of these episodes, just because of the way that they're designed and how they move. Mm-hmm. Like the animation with them was very good, especially in the first episode. We'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, they they have a very distinctive um, gait to them. Yeah. Which is they're hunched over. Mm-hmm. And they, they have very long spindly limbs. So they have like a wide angle of attack when they're used in fight scenes. Yeah. Compared to Gene, who is more like bunched up because he's in that weird coat that he has. I mean, I like his coat. It's just just weird. It's It's just there to make his shoulders look larger than they are, basically. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. But it's an interesting, like, juxtaposition. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, yeah, they're very spindly, and he's sort of supposed to be broad, and, like, um, they're they're all, like, weirdly fluid, and he's Mm -hmm. just... um, sort of stiff because he has to shoot things and has to take aim and be accurate and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's an interesting contrast. Yeah, um, it's very good design work. Yeah, yeah, no, that's I, I quite like their design as weird, creepy henchmen. Mm. They're weird and gross. Um, they are weird and gross, yes. Anyway, Jean uh, beats them away and Jim shows up with a car um, and everyone goes to the outskirts of the city to the to the wheat fields. Apparently, um, yep. Yeah, there's wheat fields on this bizarro planet. Um, yes, and they are followed by <laughs> more of these creatures, plus the three pirates. And mm-hmm. um, one of these big dudes just has like the henchmen connect together into a weird hoverboard. And, um, like, attacks them with a giant machete. I mean, uh, he uses the machete to cast magic. Yes, okay, fine. He uses the machete to cast magic, but that's, like, a weird, weird focus. That's a weird arcane focus there. Yeah, Um, BT Dubs, we got magic in this shit. Yeah, I know. Like, it's a weird combo. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we move on, like, uh, and then Jean basically shoots at them a bunch, and we find out that um, Rachel isn't actually Rachel, but she's Hilda and has black hair and an eye patch and is essentially an outlaw that's trying to steal from the pirates before the pirates can get to the treasure, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... They, yeah, so uh, Jean uses a, speci- a special bullet to shoot at uh, the big bad that was attacking them, and he dies? He dies. Yep. He dies. And the other two are, like, have to regroup, and they escape and find the treasure, which is a person? Mm-hmm. Well, first, Hilda shoots Jean, essentially. Oh, yeah. yeah, she shoots Jean, and um, sort of forces Jim to open, uh, to pull out the um, the box, um, mm. the treasure box thing, and load it into the car. But Gene doesn't actually die. He, she shoots his like weird communication computer thing. Yeah, they had set it up that Jim gave it to him. So yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they set it up. It was it's very um, Peter Pan esque. <laughs> right well i was gonna say it's more western with they shoot the bible in the yeah the breast okay yeah, yeah yeah that makes sense too that actually makes more sense um yeah i anyway. don't know where you're going with that but anyway well well because then peter pan he gives her like a necklace and then she gets shot by one of the lost boys wendy gets shot by one of the lost boys and instead of like piercing her heart it gets stuck in whatever necklace peter pan gives her is that in the book? I remember that in the movie. Yeah, it was in the book. It's in oh, the book. Geez. Okay. Interesting. Didn't anyway. know that. Anyway. Um yeah. 
Maria. Ignorant. Maria. Yes. Yes. Can I summarize episode two sure. really quickly? Sure. Okay. Exposition, exposition, giant dragon exposition, go into space, Gene's a coward, and he does stuff, and then exposition, more exposition, more exposition, shitty fight scene, exposition, exposition, giant robot, the end. Yeah? Oh, strippers, too. <laughs> yeah, that's an important part. Um... But okay, a little more detail. But basically, the episode starts off when we find out, like, we find out that the actually, you know what? Let's stop and talk about the first episode okay. because these two episodes are like, as opposed to every time we do ep- two or more episodes in a uh, for a series, they're mm-hmm. usually pretty interconnected with each other. Right. These are just like in turn completely different entities. That's true. Yeah, no, these two seemed very different. Like, I don't know if we want to get into the animation part of it, too. But they're, like, very different in in tone. I feel like... I feel like I liked episode two content-wise more than I liked episode one. Well, episode one was mostly backfilled in the end of the episode. Yeah. With most um, of the good stuff, whereas <laughs> the beginning of it was mostly just Gene being a shithead. Yeah. Yeah, he's not, like, set up to be a great, like, protagonist. No. Um. Even, like, the, like, again, I I said this to James before, and I will say it again for, for on record... Hilda is the only interesting thing about this show so far. She's the only interesting person. She's the only one that makes any sense. She's the only one that is actually doing something that is, uh, like, in accordance with what she is. And she's the only one that you know after this first, first two episodes that you know what she is. She's an outlaw. She acts like an outlaw. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Spoiler alert, she dies in the next episode. Of course she does. You can't have you can't have the strong, powerful female person stay alive. Then how will the main guy get the attention? Right. But then they they add in two other women who are stronger and more interesting than Jean. Thank fucking God. So it kind of like kind of ruins that thing like you did the trope but then you broke it again yeah then why anyway. do the trope in the first place that's a very good question because hilda's pretty cool she's a cool like was there a reason why she died or was it just like oh, oh just to give him a motivation she got fridged oh no if i'm remembering correctly oh no but Anyway, let's talk about the first episode. Anyway, yes. I disagree with you. I like the first episode more. Like animation-wise or content-wise? Both. Eh. This just... Well, I guess... Okay, fair, yeah. Maybe maybe the second episode is better story-wise. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you that one, but come on, animation. Oh, yeah, no, the animation in the first one was way better. Yeah, like, this is a pretty good shit. Yeah, like the fight scene with Gene, the other fight scene with Gene. But <laughs> <laughs> the Maybe fight be a little more Jean, descriptive there. The fight scene with Gene in the bar, the fight scene with Gene and the weird henchmen, the car. Um mm-hmm. Like the car chase, that was good. Solid. That was good. Um, let's see. It did have some better jokes in the first episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll give you that. That's fair. Like them in the car, like getting ready to get on, do their big escape, and it doesn't start because it's an old piece of junk. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 had me laughing a bit. <laughs> yeah. No, I like that. 
Um, let's see. But yeah, the, I mean, like even in like the little bits of animation that aren't fight scenes, it does. It has some flourishes here and there. Yeah, There's except a lot for of, that like, weird like fade out in the bar when he's talking to Rachel the first time. Oh yeah, that was weird. Yeah, that was really weird. But like some of the cinematography was pretty good, um, especially when they were fighting in the start with the spaceships. That was that was good. Some of the oh rockets my God. were weird, but like other than that, it was very cool. Like. There were some. There were a lot of angles in that. Yeah. Thing. Like they were zipping and zooming around. That camera was moving all over the damn place. Yep. Yeah. And it was and it was cool. And uh, I did. I liked the lighting in the first episode too, a lot. There was a. They played a lot with shadows. Right. And yeah. Yeah. Again, like things. the first episode's animation quality was way better than the second one, yeah, by well, far. Yeah, we'll talk about what happened there. <laughs> but um, also like the design work on it too. Yeah, yeah, like even the design for the rocket ship was very cool. Yeah, it's completely different from anything you you know normally you, you have. never expect. Yeah, you expect for like a rocket ship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like these weird ball things that yeah, they've got. Yeah, they're weird. I mean, they're not uncool. They're just weird. Yeah, no, it's it's weird in a good way. Yeah. And, like, the thrusters are propeller things for some reason. Yeah, and, like, so here's the weird thing. And we'll get uh-huh. into this in one of this in the second in the second episode. When they find this weird girl person inside the the box, like, once she wakes up, no one has any questions for her or about her or, like, in any way, no one seems curious about this person, especially Jim and Jean, who didn't even know there was a person in there before. And is like, there's a person in there. But once she wakes up, they have no questions for her. Who are you? She doesn't even give her own name. Hilda's the one that gives her name. They don't ask her anything. It's a very good point, Maria. She has no <laughs> voice in this show. Not yet, anyway. I, she said a few lines. You know what I meant. I know. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Um, her, her main crux in this story is to find out who she actually is, because she doesn't really know. Oh, God. Oh, James, that's such a stupid trope. I hate it so much. That's a very stupid trope. Oh, I hate that trope so much. Oh, God. Yeah, it was the 2000s. so overused. Not in the 2000s. We were going to that well. That well is still deep. That's just... Uh, uh. Especially about how even every time the trope does show up, it's like heavily gendered in that specific way. Oh, yeah. It's all women. Always specifically in that way. Hey, even mm-hmm. uh, what's its thing? Uh, no game, no life. Was that... <laughs> you had to bring that up. You had to bring that wound in. Yes, yes, I did. That's what I, that was. What it was. She was like, "I, I am disconnected from my hive mind, and I need you to show me the world yeah. because I can't do it myself." A whole new world. Also, I need to have sex because that is what love is. Yep. <laughs> Let's not bring that up. Anyway. Um, yep. So the second episode starts off with them, like, with Hilda giving them absolutely no information, but answering their questions, but giving them no explanations. Basically. Yeah, which is why I love Hilda. Um, <laughs> and then, um, well, she's not answerable to them. No, they're wor- they work for her. Exactly. Um, and then, uh, the, the pirates catch up, attack them a little bit, and, um, Hilda is like, yeah, we need to go to my ship, because that's the only way we're, uh, getting out of here, so, uh, um, I'm gonna go get my ship, and the, the two of them are like, no, 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 you're not, 
and uh, <laughs> Jim goes with Hilda to get the ship, and um, Jean stays with the weird corpse in a box. Um, oh my god. <laughs> she has a name. I know, her name's Mofina. Look, she doesn't have a name until she tells me that she has a name. <laughs> Anyway, Melfina, anyway. the weird cor- corpse in the box. That's being resuscitated. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Oops, I did it again. Oh, no. Instead of twice. Thrice. Satan. <laughs> Satan's going to be mad. Just tongue, just catches fire. Um, D- anyway, uh, so um, Jean holds them off. They they wake up Melfina. Melfina wakes up. She's naked as usual. Nobody can lock a corpse in a box without without dressing them up first. Um, Melfina wakes up. It well, starts crying Maria, immediately afterwards. In the TV version, she did have clothes. Yeah, that's because they were doing it for kids. Yep. <laughs> anyway. Yep. Uh, anyway, what were you Melfina's, saying? Yeah, says something, then starts crying and wishes she wasn't born, which everyone relates to on some level. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, Hilda shows up with her spaceship and like blasts at all of them, and they all escape to this weird outlaw comet. Um, meet a we, talking uh, robot. No, it's a alien. Meet an alien. Um, Jean is afraid of space and it, he also grabs Mofina's hand oh yeah he he gropes her hand yeah and like <laughs> she's not wearing clothes so jim's like yeah that's distracting she was locked in the box in there without any clothes on why do you have to be such a shit about it jesus oh, God. yeah i don't know uh, Poor Melfina has has experienced nothing but bullshit so far. <laughs> and that's not going to stop for a long time. Oh god. <laughs> anyway. anyway. Yeah, so they yeah, they go um inside um blue heaven. Is it heaven or haven? It was heaven. heaven. It, it okay. was spelled okay. heaven. Okay. Um so yeah, they um, Melfina and Jim go to find Melfina some better clothes than an astronaut suit. And okay, uh, let's talk about this outfit here. We got a blue poncho, God, with a blue tie. Yeah, and a white shirt and like yep. gray pants, like not even yep. pants, like leggings. Um, right. Oh, and a little anklet. I think, yeah. This yeah, is a weird an outfit, but I guess it's space, so it's fine. You know, know, I'm space fine with the weird, weird outfits. Yeah, no, it's fine. I don't, I don't mind it. Like they're in space, they can wear whatever the fuck they want. Um, <laughs> space, but, yeah, where you can finally wear whatever the hell you want. <laughs> um, Jean and Hilda are in the bar, and yes. uh, Jean is trying to hire some people to do some work. Um. But she wants no. talented people. Oh, she doesn't need to hire people to do some work anymore because these two are there. She's trying to convince Jean to go with her. Um, she says she needs more people. Does she? Yeah. All right, sure, she needs more people, but they need to be skilled. Um, yes, not not so, these bozos that show up. Yeah, then like a couple bozos show up and she beats them up like a boss. In the lamest fight scene I've I ever know. seen. Okay, she needed to fuck them up gooder. G- gooder. I'm not blaming like her. Yeah. This this is totally like the animation. Exactly. Team. Exactly. Like god damn it you guys. If this god. was Gene, you wouldn't have done it. Uh they probably would have still done that cuz <sighs> if you damn. recall isn't it in this episode where he f- yeah he fights some nope never mind. <laughs> no, that was in the first episode and he beat up a bunch of people. There was like a good like thirty second fight scene. Yeah, I'm think I'm thinking this episode though. Yeah. Well, if you recall, in this episode, one of his bullets didn't even fire. Ha ha, loser. Oh, uh, I mean like animation wise, though, like that was a drawn oh, yeah, out no. fight scene. 
Yeah, oh. but that was the first episode. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yes. Um. Uh, what? Oh, yeah. They go to their hotel room. Gene and Malfina, or not Malfina, Gene and Hilda are in a single room with one bed. Mm. Mm. And G, G, Jim's like stuck with Malfina, and they are like they have a room with a twin bed and everything. And then she no, does that weird thing where she's like, yeah, like a, like two twin beds, and she like does that weird thing where she's like, I'm gonna sleep here, and sits down on the bed that that Jim is sitting on. Like, I don't recall this in the show. She wasn't a dum-dum in the show, if I recall. What's this about? Yeah, that she's like, I sleep with you. And she just like, no, what the fuck is wrong with you, lady? Like, and she's I'm just kind like, of a... no, no yeah, one no. does that. No. I don't care how much you've just come out of the womb or whatever the fuck. No. No. Like she's kind of the audience surrogate in the show. She's the, you know, she's the person who asks, "What's this?" and they have to explain it to her. She's you know, the exposition like bridge. Yeah. Well. Okay, Maria. Come on. The being the exposition bridge is not an an unnoble profession. No, but it's always like a woman or a dumb like creature. I disagree. Okay. That's, Give me an example. And uh, Lord of the Rings, Frodo is the exposition. Yeah, but everyone's creature. a man in that show, in that movie. That's fair. Um, let's see here. Uh, in the original Star Wars, Luke is the exposition dumpster. All right, sure. I haven't seen Star Wars, so I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I'm just saying it is not a. I I don't. Th- I disagree. Basically, okay. but. You sure. know. I, I, I am going to stick up for the noble profession of exposition dumpster. <laughs> they are Eric? a valued, they are a valued member of any crew. Okay, sure. <laughs> I just, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying that at some point, if you have to come up with a term called an exposition dumper... <laughs> Then you have reached the point of it being so common that it is a trope and now is just a default for people. Mm-hmm. Which means that they have stopped being creative. Fair. That is definitely fair. The, the exposition, the, we do need some advancements in the technology of exposition dumpster. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just feel like I, one person shouldn't be that, that thing. It should right. not be the one driving the exposition. Right. I mean, it's... I don't know if it's better than an alternative. I, re- I was reading a book recently uh-huh. uh, called The Way of Kings. Uh-huh. And this book has n- has no exposition dumpster. And it is a full fantasy world with different rules and physics and mm-hmm. shit. And it just drops you in. And I'm just begging for an exposition dumpster. <laughs> I mean, again, there's ways to do it without it being the one person or like... Right, yes. Yeah, like like there's there's ways... To, I Or, again, I you can find ways to do it. But if it, if it comes mm-hmm. to the point where there is now a term and a designated character in a crew that is the exposition dumpy yes then you've come to the point where it has become a trope and people have stopped like innovating with that right right that's fair that that's fair let's 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 fund some research into the into the science of exposition <laughs> yeah well i mean here the, the reason why it's worse here is because melfina is also playing the role of the the just born who has no idea yep. how the world works. Yep. For some reason, she's a full-grown like woman. Um, but then also is the ex like and, and also is like the exposition dumpy. Like Right. Plus the baby. Yeah, exactly. Like she's like all of those terrible things together, which makes her a 
an annoying character to see on TV because it's happened so many times. I thought of another example. Mm-hmm. Aurora from She-Ra. But she's a woman too? No, she's an exposition dumpster. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> that didn't Oh yeah. That didn't Callum argue my from <laughs> Dragon Prince. All right, sure. He's okay. also an exposition dumpster because um fuck, what's his brother's name? Uh Ezra. Ezra. Ezra don't give no fucks. Nope. Ezra's just like walking around doing his own thing. Well, but here's the thing though, it would it would be really lame if he was the exposition dumper. Oh, it would be so lame. Exactly. Like, um, yeah. Like, <laughs> Callum's the main character, and if he's also the person who you dump exposition on, it's fine because he's doing something else. She's not doing anything with that exposition that she's getting. Right. Anyway. I mean, I've also disproven it because he also exposits to. Fuck, I am forgetting all the names. Uh, Who's the elf? Rayla. Rayla. He he exposits to Rayla too. Anyway, let's let's get off this plot point. Yes. Okay. Sure. We're almost done with the show. All right. Anyway, so yeah, they 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 get attacked in the middle of the night with a giant by a giant robot. Well, first it's people from the bar, and then like a giant robot shows up, and apparently they can't shoot at it because it's not shooting at them, and you're not allowed no. to shoot people in Outlaw Meteor. Yeah, guns are uh, disallowed. Yes. But apparently giant robots are not. Yes, this trash to not. This <laughs> trash trash droid. There's some weird rules here. Okay. Um all right. Do we do we open do we do we just jump right into what's wrong with episode two? Yeah. Yeah. Holy crap, this is some really, really bad animation. Yeah, the second one was just terrible. The running animation when they were like that top that top shot when that with them running towards the ship oh that was terrible like the grass oh. was bad mm-hmm. the only decent probably thing that happened was maybe the dragon right yeah that is the one good shot in the whole show but like everything else was te- like the just any of the movement animation was just bad Oh, yeah. If anybody had to move, it just looked like stiff, robotic bullshit. Yeah, and, like, some of the dialogue was also kind of clunky. Oh, it was so clunky because it was all exposition. Yeah, it was just so clunky and weird and... Yep. And, like, here's the thing. Almost every single shot, everybody's off model. They are. They just look horrible with this... We haven't talked about this much because it hasn't really happened in any of the shows we've yeah, watched. Yeah. But you know, you when you're you got an animation production, you have a model sheet. We've talked about model sheets and the importance of that before. Mm-hmm. I forget which episode, but somewhere around there. Just watch the whole. Um, just watch the whole catalog. Yeah, you'll find you'll it. You'll find it. But it's important to have model sheets because that's what your animators are going off of. Like, you have them at different positions, and what if they have this position? And if a show is off-model, it's either everybody was just rushing to get this shit out, which is pretty much what this was doing. Yeah. Or they had picked up that specific aesthetic, which is what happened Mm -hmm. in Lou Over the Wall. Nobody gave a fuck about model sheets in that that movie. Oh, yeah. But... But it was done you, like purposefully, and you knew that it was because it was done all the time. Like there was, it was uniform. Mm-hmm. In this one, the first one was fine. The second one was just everything was out of place. Everything it felt was weird. Just, yeah, and just clunky. And every shot of Gene's face, he just looks so stupid. Why does he look? Why does his face look like an upside down avocado? Someone explain to me why this was an acceptable aesthetic of a face because um, everybody else's face is normal. I'm not talking about that, but all right. I know. I mean, I, I know what you're talking about, <laughs> but it just felt like a good good place to. That's. That's fair. I was talking more about his eyes being off center yeah. or too big or yeah. too small. I remember that. Or just just being just wrong, just, just in the wrong place. <laughs> just 
crooked. <laughs> yeah, just it's crooked. His chin is on his forehead. His eyeballs are in his are in his mouth or something. That's not how bad it was, but it was pretty bad. No. It was wonky. It was wonky as fuck. It was very wonky. Like, you know, there are people, directors, and shows that can get away with wonky character animation and stuff like that. Like you, like we were saying, Yuasa has pretty much made a name for himself. Yeah. No character model sheets. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. It's just so bad. Yeah, it was like, really I was watching, bad. Uh, I was watching Carolyn Tuesday again, and um, we have to watch oh. that at some point because it's just an animation, just treasure. You could have suggested it. Well, too friggin' bad. Anyway, <laughs> um, basically every time they have shots of like a lot of people from far away, mm-hmm. or like from a like them not, it's not like a. Uh, a face shot or something and they're like far away from people and there's a bunch of them they don't make expressions like even the main characters don't have a face like there's no right. face there's there's no face so there's this one shot of carolyn tuesday like practicing music inside their apartment and it's from it's like an outside shot so you, it's like the camera's looking at them from the window mm-hmm. and they don't have expressions like the only thing you know you know that it's them because they have very signature like designs like their their fashion choice is very distinct from the other um and so you can you know that it's them but they have no like facial features anymore and like yeah and they do it enough and often enough that you're like oh yeah no this is something that's normal and it's a great way to save on resources right like yeah there's a way to to do it Yeah, it's really, studios really need to have those off-model model sheets. They really do work to help the aesthetic of the show. Yeah, and, like, again, resources are gone somewhere else. And in Carolyn Tuesday, they spend a lot of resources on, like, characters looking like they're actually playing instruments, for example. Mm. Yeah, that's so, tough. Yeah, and so clearly they've spent their energy, instead of drawing the faces on the animation on the hands and the body movements and stuff like that. Um, but over here, yeah. they just kind of like, ugh. Like the first one was so good because they had a couple fight scenes. They had mm-hmm. like a spaceship fight scene. Like, oh, it was so good. And it was so good. The cinematography was great. Even with the fight with um, the weird grizzly man in, in the bar, was the, the cinematography, forget that one, was also good. There was good angles, good mm-hmm. impacts. Uh, very good speed, very fast, yeah, fluid. Yeah, and the second one was just, oh, God, it was so bad. And like the first episode had some of those off-model, like far away shots that didn't look great. But you know, they weren't terrible. <laughs> they weren't terrible. Like, but you know, the there's so much else distracting you. Yeah, that it's fine. You're, not, you're fine. I mean, like. Well, even, like, the design of the city that they're in is really good and interesting yeah. visually. Yeah, That you can you can ignore all of that stuff. But in the second episode, there's just nothing to distract you. There's, the, oh, we forgot about the, there, there, are, some, there are some issues between departments because we had a continuity error. Oh, yeah, they, um... Oh, God. When they were switching from the first to the second episode, at the end of the first episode, when Jim pulls out the box, it's, like, between two other stacks of boxes. Mm. In the second one, they're not boxes anymore. They're hay bales. Yup. And you're just like, wait. And I thought that I hadn't seen the other boxes properly and thought, like, had misconstrued them to be boxes. But then James pointed them out and was like, those are boxes in the last episode. I was like, okay, I'm not crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. That's bad. That That is departments not speaking to each other. That was horrific. That is that is a director not even knowing what 
what the fuck was happening in the last episode. It was terrible. Again, yeah. like, it's not a bad show. I would need to watch some more to, like, I would say you don't really need to watch decide, anymore. <laughs> but, like, from first impression, I wouldn't necessarily watch it again. Especially, like, I would watch it up until Hilda was there. The moment she died, yeah. I would just be like, no, I'm done. That's over. She's the only yeah. reason I was watching the show. If she's gone, then I don't need to be here. Yeah, no. Speaking of Hilda, let's just briefly talk about that lame fight scene God. in the bar. Oh, I really wish okay. it was cooler. Yeah, okay. So in the second episode, some toughs, some stupid toughs come up to Hilda and be like, hey, we want to work for you. And she's just like, uh, fuck off. You're you're too lame. And to be fair, they do look really lame. Yeah, you're like, you're too stupid. Go away. Yep. And they're like, we ain't going, and they pull out knives, and she pulls out a taser gun, and she's like, watch this. Okay, so cut to them holding the knives, and then cut to her just rushing into the middle of these three dudes, and you ju- and she's obscured by them. And then you just see flashes, and then the frame holds. For like a good them. four seconds, I think. Yeah, it holds for a long... I would say 10 seconds. That feels like a bit much. It's cl- it's close to that. All right. I would say okay. it's like 8 or something. Okay. Like, but for a while <laughs> for you to just be like, uh... Yeah, you get to the point where, like, what, what's going on? What's, like, you what know what's going to happen. It's just it holds for way longer than it needs to, and you're just confused after that. It's like, well, did she not... Yeah. And then suddenly they all fall down and then immediately get back up in the next shot after Hilda's just like... Buzz off, losers. Yeah. And then they're like, we'll remember this and then walk off. It's like, what was the fucking point of... It's just so stupid. And it could have been such a cool fight scene too because they were like in a bar and shit, so... Yeah, bar, bar fight scenes are great. As as case in point, the first episode. Exactly. I mean, even then, they didn't actually get to use the bar as much as I like a classic no. bar fight looks like. But like, she were yeah. in a club. Like, they could have she could have smashed some bottles, used the stripper pole, and do like a weird like <laughs> spin kick thing. Like, uh, yeah, Hilda takes good. Jean to a strip club for some really? reason. Yeah. That's weird. That was that was weird. Um, Maybe yeah. just all the clubs are also strip clubs because it's a freaking weird outlaw place. It's definitely a possibility. Oh yeah, they're not allowed to use guns because if one went off and it hit like the dome that's holding in all the air, that everybody oh, dies. Okay. So it's just like no guns. That makes sense. That's a smart move. I mean, in general, if there are people that own a lot of guns walking around. In a place that's for outlaws, I would not want people to be using guns. Mm-hmm. 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 Agreed. I don't know. Is there anything um, else we want to no, say? It's just, again, it started off okay, and, like, and the reason it's not great, at least for me, to watch more, like, I wouldn't want to watch more, is because... I don't really like any of the characters except for Hilda. Like, everybody else is either a dud or just an asshole. (laughs) In some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Like, there's no emotion in any of the characters, really. And I, I can't, I don't know that I would watch that again. Probably mostly because of that. Yeah, I was very disappointed. This is this is dumb. No, it's okay, James. Like I kind of like the setting. It's not a bad setting, and I really liked some of the shots that were like world establishing shots. So the yeah. shot of the asteroid that was very cool. The the mm-hmm. outside shot of the bar that was very good. Um, the uh, the Chinese influence was interesting. Yeah, like I I. Again, I did dislike it Mm -hmm. because of, like, the ambiance that it was. I just, I dislike the characters so much. Yeah, that's fair. 
characters are horrible. They were pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. All in all, I would like maybe give it one and a half. And the one is only for Hilda. That is it. I'd give it a one and a half too. I was at least the first episode is at least pretty entertaining. Yeah, the first episode was pretty good. The other one, yeah. Yeah, no, skip that one. I'd say just skip to the third episode if you're gonna rewatch it. Oh God, but Hilda dies there. Spoilers. Spoilers. Anyway. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's disappointing. Mm, it's okay, James. Happens to the best of us. Yep. Oh, well. Uh, on to the news. Yep, what do you got? Uh, not much because of uh, coronavirus. Oh. We've, uh, yep. Uh, so, because of coronavirus, a bunch of uh, features are getting pushed back, along with a lot of regular movies. Right. So... As of right now, uh, Sponge, the new SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run, and Pixar's Soul are the only animated uh, movies that are coming out this summer. Wow. Oof. Yeah, oof. Yeah, big oof. Oof. I mean, I th- uh, when did we report on it? Peter Rabbit, which I guess is a, is a movie that exists. Oh, no. Uh, Minions has been delayed. Peter Rabbit has been delayed. Um, I guess the Phil Lord Chris Miller's Connected is still going to be released. Okay. Um, but we also had, of course, uh, Onward and Trolls World Tour are being uh, put on video on demand. Okay. Along with the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. (sighs) Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of a... We're in a rough spot right now. Oh, most certainly we are. Mm Mm-hmm. But, Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Uh, It is unfortunate. Um, What else have we got? Uh, The cartoonist for Asterix died i don't remember what that is it's one of those uh comic strips it's with this viking guy i i've never really read it but it's one of those things that's really popular in europe oh okay i've heard of it like it, it sounds like it rings a bell but i don't don't can't quite put my finger on it yeah, it, it's it's been a tentpole for like decades. It's had a bunch of animated features to it. It's a lot like Moomin, if you know what oh, that is. Oh, right, right, right. Asterisk. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a weird, um, it's like the like the ones that run in newspapers, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now I remember. Now I remember why it rings it's such an old bell. At the yeah. back of my head, I was like, yeah, no, I know about this. I just can't put my finger on it. Um, yeah, okay. Um, wow. Yeah, the cartoonist uh, Albert Uderzo. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Albert. <laughs> yeah, has passed away at the age of 92. Wow. Which, you know, pretty old. Yeah, rest in peace, Albert. Rest in peace. Um, I don't think there's much other news. Do you know anything, Maria? No, not particularly. Um, not particularly. Mm, Animation yeah. news is hard to come by anyway, and now it's even harder. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, Netflix is continuing to produce thing like... Castlevania dropped. We didn't report that for a while. Right. The new season of Castlevania dropped. I haven't watched it yet. Have you? Nope. I haven't actually finished. Like, I watched a couple episodes, but I haven't actually watched Castlevania. Really? Yeah. 
Like the huh. first couple episodes of just people being burned alive was a bit much for me to take in, and I needed like a breather before I went back inside. And then stuff happened, so I never actually got to go back inside. Okay, well, maybe use this Corona time to check it out because I yeah. I think it's worth a watch. Yeah, but I just yeah. I just haven't had the time, and now I have a little bit of it, so might as well. Yeah, it's, I'm not a big fan of the second season. Controversial opinion. Uh-huh. I see. Yep. Well, <laughs> But I'll the first season is, yeah. The first season's definitely good. Second season, lower your expectations. All right, sure. Anything else you got? I've really got nothing real. All right. Well, we hope you're doing safe uh, in this uh, season of the virus. Um, if you're if you liked our episode, uh, leave us a like. Give us a review if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts. Um, leave you know like us, subscribe, leave us a comment if you're listening to us on YouTube. Follow us if you're listening to listening to us on Spotify. And if you wanna, you know, have any other opinions about the stuff that we talked about or about us. Um, you can interact with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at um, Chaotic Silly, no space. And if you particularly li- like us and our episodes, you can support us on patreon.com slash chaotic silly for our um, Patreon exclusive podcast, Movie Night in Hell, which I think we are releasing the episodes to people on the main feed because everyone is bored and needs something to do. <laughs> Yep. So you can check out our Frozen episode, Frozen 2 episode, that's going to drop um, on our main feed as well, um, if you need to kill, like, two hours worth of time. What else did we drop? We also dropped our uh, first ever Movie Night in Hell episode, uh, Spider-Verse. Spider-Man into the yep. Spider-Verse, which, again, we spent two hours talking about. So, um, yeah, if oh, you're bored God. and need to kill time, then, uh Yeah. There's worse ways. There's, yeah, there's worse ways to do it. Um, and we'll see you next time. Yep. Oh, on Team Rocket. On our other, our sister podcast, Team Rocket, we also dropped for free a commentary track for Netflix The Babysitter. Ooh. Which is a really good movie that I don't think many people actually saw. That was a good movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if you want to hear two douchebags talking over it, go over there. Amazing. All right. Well, we'll see you next time. Yep. Bye. But wait. Hold on, Maria. Uh-huh. I'm getting something. Uh-huh. It's a letter. Uh-huh. It's from Satan. What is he saying? He's saying, oh, he says that we're doing a great job and that we have brightened up hell slightly. He's Satan. He's got to be. He's XO XO with love, Satan. Oh wait, there's a PS here. He says he wants us to go down to the ninth circle of hell. And meet with him. That sounds horrible. You going alone? No, there's an elevator behind you. Oh no. There's a guy there. He has no skin. Quick, hide the shoes. <laughs> He's telling us to come inside, Maria. He's got a sword. Uh, you first. Okay, bye. Bye.